0: Welcome to Fearlessly Made You. I am your host, Christy Tobias. Joining me today, our guests just striving to dominate in their personal and professional lives while answering the question, what does it mean to be fearlessly made? Welcome back to Fearlessly Made You. I am your host, Christy Tobias. For those of you that are new to the Fearlessly Made You crew, Fearlessly Made You came about um, as a spinoff of my book, Fearlessly Made You, uh, which is a discussion around my journey with post-traumatic stress disorder uh, and how we learn to own our Fearlessly Made You journey. That doesn't mean not having fear, but it means not allowing fear to own your journey for you. And so one of the great things that I love about the book Fearlessly Made You is that in that conversation, there's this authenticity about who you are, owning your journey, and really just kind of leaning into that. And so the great thing that I love about that now is with our show and our podcast, I can bring people on to this journey with me. People who inspire me, who motivate me, who really represent the fearlessly made you mentality. One of those people that I'm just honored to bring on the show today is Molly Rockwell. Molly and I met through as you guys know, I, I love cycling. I love working out through Ride Society. Uh, and so Molly is passionate about body movement, but she's also passionate about a few other things that I'm excited to dive in with her about today. She's pos- She's passionate about body positivity. She's passionate about making sure that we're really looking at and understanding what it means to represent the LGBTQIA plus community. And she's also passionate about lots and lots of animals. So without further ado, I am bringing to the show Molly Rockwell. Molly, thank you for joining us today. Thank you.
1: (laughs) That was such a good intro. Did you love it? (laughs) What else is she gonna say about me? This is so nice. I didn't know either. So. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you start a sentence, you don't know where it's gonna. End up. I know, I
0: know. And on that note, I think one of the cool things that is, is so fun is when I get to bring my wonderful friends on. I get to cheers with them. So I've got my sparkling water. Molly has her champ. So yeah. we're gonna do a little cheers, cheers. cheers. Well, Molly, I think. The cool thing is, and it feels like it's been much longer than this, but it's been a few years now that we've had the chance to develop a relationship. But for those of you that have not met Molly, Molly is one of the most authentic people you'll ever meet in one of the most beautiful ways. <laughs> and the, I say, we say that and we laugh because Molly does not care what you think about her. And no. I love that. <laughs> And it is, and y'all know already, my Fearlessly Made You crew, y'all know how important it is for us to own our journeys. Y'all know how powerful that statement is to me and what that means because our journeys are messy and they're supposed to be. Our journeys are ours and they're supposed to be. Our journeys are unique and they're supposed to be. And Molly really emulates that. And so I want you guys to learn a little bit more about who Molly is and why, because that journey has been very interesting. Yeah. So I'd love for you just to share Letter Fearlessly Made You crew get to know a little bit
1: more about who you are. Well, uh, my name is Molly. Um, I grew up just down the road in Niceville, so moved far enough away that I felt like I was far enough away. And when you come from Niceville, when I moved to Pensacola, I was like, it's a big city. <laughs> like big city Pensacola women. is so small. I'm like, I don't think you understand where I grew up. Um, I moved here for college and I have an art degree. So like, I don't know, what do you do with an art degree? like Nothing, basically. I went to college, I get to say that. Uh, And then I met my partner when I was in college. We got married when I was 20. Um, We've been together for the last 11 years. Um, An
0: adorable, wonderful human.
1: Yes, oh, my sweet, sweet love. (laughs) Just a joy. (laughs) I just can't say
0: enough good things about them, I I love them so much. I know Molly
1: will say so
0: much more, but, the two of them together, your journey, and we'll dive into this. Yeah. Your journey and the parallels and alignment. Oh, my gosh. It's it's kind of magical because, I mean, and y'all have heard me talk about how single I am um, and continue <laughs> to be. But I think the cool thing with Molly's journey and, and the purposefulness and her saying partner mm-hmm. is so cool. And I don't mean this in like a facetious way. I mean it in a... There are very few people who get the opportunity to align in a parallel place in their lives in full transition. Oh, yeah. You guys have had. I It just amazes me. And so I say that to say, if I were to ever find that partner who aligns, that is this is what it looks like. <laughs> so, but
1: please continue. We try. <laughs> it's been ups and downs over the last 11 years, as anyone who has in, been in any long-term relationship can say. But we've landed in a pretty good place, I think. Um, just giving each other the space to like, we got married when I was 20. I had no idea who I was going to be or where I was going to end up. Um, and we've really given each other the space to sort of grow into our adult selves and realizing that at certain points along the journey, we were really in sync and at certain points we were really not in sync, but knowing that I love you as a person and wherever we end up, I would like to be next to you yes. in this. So I'm just gonna give you the space to go through what you gotta go through and we'll meet back when we meet back and I'm still gonna be here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got married when I was 20. I, we've stayed in Pensacola and I, let's see. I taught preschool for a few years. <laughs> um, Small things to know. <laughs> don't, I like nannied a lot and then fell into teaching preschool because I love Everyone else's children. <laughs> same. <laughs> fun aunt for same, life. Same. Uh, fun auntie crew right here. <laughs> Love it. Listen, <laughs> why be a mom when you can be a fun aunt? <laughs> it's all the best parts. Uh, and so then I I danced my whole life growing up. It was just the way that I found an like My mom is a big musical theater person. She was always singing and dancing. And she really instilled that performance love and I, I sang, I dance, I do all the whole things because from a very young age, all of our home videos are camera pointing at me going, Molly, sing this. <laughs> it's like I knew all of the words to like Yankee Doodle Dandy when I was three, just because my mom was like, it'd be really cute if you sang this with a little flag. And so all of our home videos, I'm just like a circus performer as a child. Magical. Um, <laughs> so I danced my whole life because it, it was an easy activity that yep. I could do as where my community was. I had friends, um, went to college. When you become an adult, there's not movement opportunities like that like i never had to think about how i was going to move my body because i was in dance six days a week i would go after school before school um and then when i was probably i guess like 22 it's just like yep full stop well and uh, uh, almost giving a full stop to that too because that i think is really
0: interesting and can dive into so many different areas so take it where you may but like i want us to think about too that space in your life where you realize oh wait, what I've done, what I've loved, what I've been passionate about may not make it into this phase of my life Mm -hmm. and what that looks like. So take that where you will, but I think that's an important thing to kind of understand.
1: Oh yeah, I remember there were several years period, I felt like I needed to do something with my body, but I just wasn't sure what it was yeah like i tried literally every exercise program i have tried it and i hated every single one of them (laughs) i i would do it for a week and be like this I hate this. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. And then I went through a period where I was just like, I'm just not going to move at all. Listen, maybe it's not for me. Maybe I just, I'm going to melt into my couch. That's fine. It's an option. Um, so there was definitely like a, a grief, I guess, if you're like a child performer, a child athlete, a child, anything yeah. that transition into adulthood where it's not built into your day. It's not a team that's expecting me to be there. It's, you have to realize what you liked about that and what you want to take with you into your adult life and what you didn't like about it and where there are spaces that you can find that same like passion, that same drive. Um, And so I started, I took a bar class in 2015, I was, I, it was right after the like, I will be one with my couch period <laughs> uh, for like a, a solid three years. And listen, I love my couch still, no shade. Same. But I took a bar class and the structure of it um, felt very like a dance class. Like we start here, we go over here, we do this, we do this, 50 minutes, you're done in and out the door. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Okay, group fitness. There's a group waiting for me to be there. There's a yeah, schedule yeah. that I have to look at. I can plan my week. I can listen, there's a late charge if I cancel. A son ability. That's <laughs> what gets you there. I don't want to pay you money to cancel. I signed up, I committed to it. I'm going to be there. Yeah. Um, so I took bar classes for a couple months, and then the opportunity came up to train to be a teacher. And I was like, well, why not? Yeah. Let's just see. So I went through that training process and I got certified and I taught bar for two and a half years, and really started. I think that is what started to give me a voice as like someone who moves as an adult and yes. wants to help other people be able to find that.
0: And, you know, as you say that, for those of you that have had the chance to see Molly in action, whether it's at Ride Society or Wild Lemon um, and not to steal your thunder as you talk about your journey. No. But I think this is, this is an aha moment for me in hearing this, uh, because when you take a Molly class and I've told you this before, it's going to make me kind of cry a little bit in a good way. Because the last, so as you all know, I've moved in the last class that I took with Molly at Ride Society, and I don't want you to cry. So make me cry too. Listen, uh, I don't look at you. I know. Don't look at me. We, there. Molly has so much joy and passion when she is performing and dancing, and when she takes that and brings that to you, um, she did a, an entire playlist uh, for me, uh, for our ride, and I remember looking at you and I'm like there's this space of your life that I'm seeing come out and hearing this like makes that go full circle. I was like, Oh, that now makes sense to me. Like, this is where you're able to connect the dots Mm -hmm. to where you were, to where you are as an adult in an authentic way. And it just, it it moved me and hearing that I was like an aha. So you guys are like, probably like, Oh, this makes sense now in my
1: Molly classes. I totally get it. And I had to it. say that. It's just, <laughs> I have this thing where if I love something just as a part of my personality, I also want you to love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> I'm going to work that. so, so hard <laughs> to get you to love the things I love. Yeah. At least to uh, like appreciate the things yeah. that I love. And so I, after teaching bar for two and a half years, that journey just sort of ended. Um, I had been taking classes at Wright Society. They'd only been open like two months. Yep. Um, and I asked Claire, I had been taking classes and was just like, maybe, maybe I could do this. But at the time I was always the person, you can ask any of my friends. I was like, don't, I don't want a cardio. Let's just yeah. not. I agree. Um, yeah. I like a slow and steady. Yep. Cardio is not my jam. You have a following of people. Um, don't listen. <laughs> cardio. It's yeah. not, it's some people love it. Some people hate it. But I think what I had to find was the type of cardio that didn't feel like it was work. You yes, know? oh
0: yes. And you know, as, as you hear Molly mentioning Claire, y'all may have, uh, that name may sound familiar. We've had both Claire and then also Sydney, who's part of Right Society. You may be noticing a theme. The people
1: I love may or may not be connected to Right Society. <laughs> it's, I, we have those challenges where they're like, bring a friend. I'm like, I don't have any friends who don't come here already. I'm gonna have to go solicit strangers on the street. <laughs> so, like, just, so are you coming to class? Like <laughs> do, you, do you wanna come with me? So I, I remember asking Claire, they uh, had just started, they only had like four or five instructors and just asking her like, hey, do you think I could do this? And she was like, absolutely, let's get you in, let's do it. So from the time I stopped teaching bar to the time I got on the right Society podium was like six days. Like I wow, I quit and was like, Wait. turn around, here I am, let's go. <laughs> uh, which meant also that I had to do a lot of on the job training yes. um, because I already knew how to teach and they were just like, fly free, my child. Uh, and so I, I very quickly learned a lot about yeah. not only like coaching from a physical standpoint, because there are certain things that you have to, you have to make sure everybody's doing the right thing. They're not going to hurt themselves. Yeah. But I think because I came from a place of I is as an adult was searching so hard for the movement that I loved that I tried a lot that I hated and I thought for a long time that that's just what it was like exercise as an adult is yep. something that you do because you have to and you don't like it, nobody likes it true and we move on like yep. it's just another one of the adulthood things that nobody tells you about and you're like, well, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but when I realized that I could move my body in a way that also like moved something inside of me, yes, the switch sort of... Flipped. And then also having already been in the fitness sphere for three years at that point, I wanted to be a different kind of instructor because I would had a lot of classes. I've been to a lot of gyms where the motivation is you are here to one, change something about yourself, mm-hmm. two, shrink something about yourself or three, punish yourself in some way. Right. And that is all I'd known about exercise. And so I wanted to be like a dissenting voice like there is there is another way to move your body it doesn't have to be you can't fuel it with hate there's a way to do it with love yes and it's I wanted to be a different kind of voice which it didn't it just sort of developed organically from me teaching yeah yeah, yeah. so I don't really know how it happened and like I started teaching and then all of a sudden they're like Molly's the self-love queen and I was like Okay, yes. Great. Well, and you absolutely are because I love the reality that you are placing
0: out there. Like, yeah. how many of you at some point in time have exercised or committed to some kind of diet or lifestyle because you're like, I need to lose weight? or I need to tone down. And I'm saying this speaking to myself because I think for so long, and especially if you grew up as an athlete or a performer, mm-hmm. you had something you had to maintain. Like mm-hmm. I've got to keep this, body. like I was a competitive cheerleader, so I had mm-hmm. to be this small person. And then as an adult, you're like, but I'm not training for anything. So what happens now? So it's almost like we're conditioned to teach ourselves to train for something or yeah. to change something. And that's the only reason you do something. But Molly is so, and as I'd mentioned y'all, I bring people here who inspire and motivate me Molly, there was this moment when we were at um, one of your wild lemon classes, your bounce class, mm-hmm. and I think it's either before or after. But I was talking about I wear these pants um, to hide the belly, and you're like, Well, oh, the belly is to help support um, your organs. Like it needs to cushion your organs, it needs space. Yes. And I remember there was a moment of aha, I was like, Yes. Yes, it is. It's important. It's important. And I love that you are an advocate for body positivity. And I I really want to lean into that. And for, for those of you that are listening and you're like, I feel like as they've been talking, something has been happening in the background the middle of a little bit of a Florida thunderstorm, a hurricane, whatever you want to call it. So that's all right. Just enjoy a little bit of the soothing music as we continue to talk about the joys of body positivity. We love a rain sound. We love (laughs) a rain sound. But I do want to dig into that because as we're talking about the the cushion of the body and like that's protecting your organs, I think that's the coolest thing that I love. Like all of Molly's social media talks about love yourself, love who you are. And it actually goes into the research behind it too, which I think is so important. Mm-hmm. So
1: let's let's lean in on that a little bit. Like where that, that body positivity side of who you are, I love. It started because I danced my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very, you're in front of mirrors, All the time, you are compared to other people's body types. It's you have to be a very specific body type in order to even be considered to dance and do things. It's a very like visual. I mean, it's a visual art, and so they have this like stigma where like you have to be teeny, teeny, tiny. Yeah. And for most of my life, I was just genetically, I'm a small person. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I didn't ask for this. It just is how (laughs) I was born. Just how she Um, (laughs) And then when I started into adulthood and my body just sort of started shifting from like teeny tiny child athlete body into like grown up person who doesn't move a lot body, I was very taken aback. I was like, this, I I don't like this. This is not how my body is supposed to be. I have to look a certain way in order to be... Successful in what I want to do. Um, And then when I started trying all those different forms of movement, my goal going into every single one of them was I need to be smaller, I need to be smaller, I need to be smaller. And when you go into something with the mindset that you have to change, it's going to change something about you. Yes. When you don't see that change, you quit. Like you give up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I didn't see the results I wanted. I wasn't enjoying the movement I was doing. And so I was like, well, this isn't for me. Yeah. Uh, And then starting with when i started teaching at ride society even more hearing getting to know like the writers and hearing people's stories everybody at a certain point has felt like something about their body is wrong something about them something about them is too big too much um and it just got me thinking i felt this way everyone i know has felt this way what if it's not Yes. (laughs) us. Yes. <laughs> uh, if, if everybody feels this way, it's not something that's wrong with you. Yeah. It's something that you have been, it's something that's wrong with the messaging that you have been told yes. your entire life that you have to be a certain thing. You have to shrink yourself. You have to make yourself smaller. You have to make yourself less in order to get the things that you want. And it's not, it's universal. Everyone's been told that. And I started thinking about and really researching because I, I'm a know-it-all. I love. i like. I I love to he know. Things. Me too. I love to know things. I love to research things. Yeah. I want to know the why behind everything that I'm doing. I yes. like to question things, and I really started looking into um, the diet culture industry. It's like a seventy billion dollar industry. Oh my gosh. And. There is no scientific proven way for someone to, every single time you do this, you lose weight, you keep it off. Yeah, It's not, there's no science behind it. The body changes so much. It changes. And it's supposed to. And when you are doing these things to constantly, the diets, they're not built to work because they want you to come back and try something else and spend more money on them. Uh And when I started thinking about it from a standpoint of who has told me that I'm not enough, What are they getting out of it? And what am I getting out of it? And what I'm getting out of it is nothing. I get out shame and I get out that I'm not good enough. And what they are getting out is my money, my time, my sanity, my peace. Um, And it's not, I don't want you to have that. That's that's for me. (laughs) Is anyone else, and
0: you cannot raise your hands because I cannot see you, but you can say to yourselves, oh my goodness. Everything that I thought about the way that I do life, because I think we inherently know that there are parts of what we've been told and what we've been taught for so long. And it doesn't have to be coming from family or anything like that. It's just from the world around us that we ingest and we just assume it's right because it's what we've heard for so long. And then we have to backtrack and remind ourselves, hold up but does that feel right to me? Does that bring value to my life? And I don't think, and I know we've talked about this a lot for those who made you crew. And again, it's why I love having Molly here to lean into that the things that you value are what you need to continue to keep in your life. The things that don't bring you value, mm-hmm. remove them. It's that whole Marie Kondo thing. Does this bring me joy? Absolutely not. Thank you. Goodbye. Remove it. <laughs> we're getting out of it. I, like I'd mentioned before, I do that with men all the time. Uh, so <laughs> you say thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. So we're doing this now with philosophies and it's my challenge to all of you. Let's do this now with philosophies of how we see ourselves. So I love that you say that, Molly, because it's, does this align with what's going to provide value and benefit to me? Yeah. Nope. Why
1: am I believing it? And I had to start thinking about where did this thought come from? Yes. Because the thought that my body is wrong or that I only have to exercise in order to shrink myself, did that originate inside me? And the answer is no, no. right? I, like every child is born, they run free, they play, they do not care what they look like. We're not born with that shame. It's like put on us. It's something that we are, we have learned. And if we can learn it, we can unlearn it. It takes a hell of a long time to unlearn it, way more than it did to learn it, but it, it can be unlearned and you have to be really conscious about thinking that like the things that I think, did this come from me? Yes. Or did this not come from me? And I had to assign it a little tiny voice Her name is Regina, (laughs) and she, when I start thinking, I'm like, that's not a Molly thought, that's a Regina thought, and we don't need that right now. Like personifying, that those thoughts, giving it a person that's outside of myself, because yes. it's not it's not inside myself. It yeah. didn't originate in me. It was something that I was taught. So she's her own separate person. And yes. I can say, Regina, now is not your time. Uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> we don't need this right now. What right. well, I think that, so
0: I talk about giving grace, right? Giving ourselves the grace to receive the things that we need to yeah. help us grow. Let's give ourselves the grace to identify a Regina that really isn't part of our growth. no We all have that negative self-talk or the self-doubt, that. I think so many of us sometimes just consider just part of how we live. Mm -hmm. But I love that. That actually is not part of you. Remove Regina. I feel like I need to give mine. I'm gonna give mine in like Sybil. I don't, right? We love that.
1: I love that. (laughs) Sybil, get out the way girlfriend. Listen, you can't, and I, as I have been, I'm an extremely anxious person. I've been that way my entire life. And so it also has helped me to assign those thoughts. Yes. Listen, Regina. I appreciate what you're trying to do for me. I know that you're trying to make me feel safe. I know that you're trying to make me the best that I can be. But with the way you're doing that, I don't need that right now. <laughs> yes. Well, and you know, part
0: of the Fearlessly Made You journey is owning your fearless existence and your fearless journey, which I love as you've been speaking through the things that have brought you value, the things you have to reset and shift in your life, but also how you brought like your passion of dance back into your life in a different way. I think it's also that cascade of how do I help other people do that? Yes. I think this is a really beautiful way to do that and helping people understand. What that looks like.
1: What I am so passionate about is when you release yourself from the need to conform to all of that stuff. Yes. um, It gives other people the permission to do it too. And initially, I think there's a lot of anger when people when I say you don't have to want to be smaller to exercise, it's not the point of exercise, it's doing what you can for your soul and for your mind and for your spirit, because there are people who have spent their entire lives putting themselves in that box. And they think if I have worked so hard to stay in this box, how dare you not exist in it? Yes. Like it's, it It starts with a lot of like, a little discomfort, yep. yet a little bit of anger because yep. I have tried to conform, I've conformed, I've done my job. And you just throw all that out the window and you're living your life. Yes. like. I can't imagine that, but when you allow yourself to be fully seen, fully heard, vulnerable, messy, big, loud, too much, whatever it is, you're giving the people around you the permission to do that too.
0: Yes, and I think that part is no one is saying, and I I want us to be really clear, No one is saying there's anything wrong with what you have done to get to where you are at right now. I think we can both say growing up as performers, growing up on stage, we've done that with ourselves, but we had to shift from what is it that everyone is telling me as a child versus Mm -hmm. what is it that I'm telling myself as an adult? Yes. And that's where that adjustment comes in. I don't have to conform to this place in my life where people tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. I can own this place in my life where I tell myself what I will accept.
1: Yeah, it's separating... Cause I got so much good out of all of the things I did in my childhood. Yes, absolutely. But it's separating what is good for me now. Yes. What was good for me then, what I thought was good, like just realizing the things that work for me now, the things that don't work for me, just because it's a structure that I was built into. Yes. I don't I don't have to do that anymore. Yes. I'm a grown-up. That's one of the only good things about being a grown-up. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yes. Not a lot has lived <laughs> up to the hype. Except for the fact that, listen, I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want, yeah. ice cream for breakfast, let's go. That's the thing. Um, and I can decide how I want to live my life, who I want to spend my time around, the things that I take in that do me good and the things that don't. And I can just say, no, thank you to everything else that doesn't align with how I feel right now, which is really great. Yes, I love that. And Molly, I love that
0: you've been able to share that wisdom with our Fearlessly Made You crew. I think there's such beauty in understanding where your journey has taken you, how that's brought you to this place of embracing and loving and preaching. And mm-hmm. I say preaching, honestly, body positivity, because that is exactly what you're doing because you're challenging us. And I think we hear the word preaching sometimes and we take it at a negative connotation, but I want us to think about it from a positive lens of what am I preaching to myself? Mm-hmm. What am I uplifting and empowering within mm-hmm. myself? Mm-hmm. What am I telling myself? I'm going to accept this positive. I'm going to remove the Regina or the Sibyls Yeah. because they're not bringing what's going to bring me value.
1: Yes. I it's- love that. And the more you do it, it's a practice. Like you don't just wake up one day and say, I love everything about myself. Everything is great. It starts with saying today I am accepting who I am. And it might not even be, I don't love the way that I look every day, but I have realized that the way that I look is the least important thing about me. Yes. I can appreciate everything that my body does for me. Yes and not really think about the package that it comes in because it's just a package at the end of the day. Yep. Like it it carries me through the day. It allows me to do the things I love and I can let it be that. Yes. But it is waking up every day and deciding am I going to focus on all the things that are wrong with me mm. or am I going to focus on the things that I like about myself? Like and transforming it into whatever you want it to be. Like you just wake up in the morning and I say today I'm going to appreciate Whether or not I like the way I look, cause that changes. Yep. Today I'm gonna appreciate, I got out of bed. I used my legs to go ride a spin bike, which is one of the things I love to do more than anything in the world. I got to do that today and my body let me do that regardless of how I think it looks. Yes. It let me do those things. And just shifting your perspective from how everything looks, how everything seems, how everything is perceived to how it feels and how it makes you feel, how it makes other people feel. I love it. So you guys, I
0: love being able to bring this type of wisdom and knowledge onto Fearlessly Made You because it reminds us that who we are, and you guys hear me always say our imperfections are a blessing. The way that we operate, how we feel, what brings us value, that is what we need to put our priorities around. Mm-hmm. I think that is what we've learned from Molly today. So you guys, thank you as always, not only for tuning into Fearlessly Made You, but I also want to, to send out a big thanks as well to Molly being here. Mm-hmm. And then as I've mentioned before, I always love to thank the people who make Fearlessly Made You possible. Uh, we have a beautiful partnership with Dillard's that has helped me get into this lovely accoutrement. Um, so thank you Dillard's for that beautiful partnership and helping me see my own body positivity And helping me find things that bring me joy. So thank you for that. And again, so grateful to have our beautiful, wonderful, fearless Molly join us today, share her wisdom, remove the Regina's, accept the way that we feel and the way that we own this life. And as always guys, make sure that you tune in to the next episode of Fearlessly Made You.